411Live. Well, you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world. 411Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl. What would happen if every morning you got up and declared, I will be a blessing to just one more person, or I will help just one more person, saying that every single day. You did it, I did it, he did it, she did it. Wow. Can you imagine the impact that could have on your home, your community, your city? Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. Today, we're talking about just one more. It's a Milwaukee ministry, and they rescue food while helping souls. Joining me to talk about this is DJ Rodrian, and he is the organization's financial chairman, although I think you wear a lot of different hats with the organization. Oh, it's, uh, it, it's so true. Yeah, <laughs> Fund, fundraising chairman is, is right. really what they call me, but I end up and have over the last decade helping them in, in every area, like the office and keeping track of things and yeah. doing, doing events and trying to promote it, trying to tell this wonderful story. Yeah, it's a great organization. I was reading the website, and it states, in the U.S., 49 million people struggle to put food on the table, while 40% of food in the U.S. is wasted. Let that sink in for a minute. These are two very important statements. Let's start with the first part of it. How bad is it, say, in Milwaukee? Well, they estimate that uh, as many as 60,000 children in Milwaukee don't have real food security where they know where every single meal is coming from. And COVID had a big effect on that when the schools closed and Mm -hmm. the school lunches closed. And uh, it is simply poverty. It's poverty in its purest sense. People don't have the resources to take care of their loved ones. And it means everything to them to get high quality food that they can feed their family. Yeah. Yeah, that is, to hear that 60,000, that's, that's such a great number. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then when you think about um, what goes on in these kids' minds, you know, they talk about stress, trauma. It, it, it's so sad. If you imagine a kid opening a refrigerator and there's just nothing in there, yeah. and then they're looking in the cupboard and there's nothing in there. And, uh, you know, then someone walks in with a, with a box of food that they just got given to them right, right on the street corner. We do street outreach and often will feed the very poorest areas just right out of the back of our truck. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, just one more ministry founder, Chris Capper. Uh, had the idea for a food recovery uh, system here. Uh, And that was in 2008, I think. Yeah, that's going all the way back to the beginning, yes. Okay, so we're going to talk about his backstory in a moment, but I'm just wondering about the progression of this program. Before we got on, we were talking about how it has grown. But when you talk about the very beginning, the humble beginnings, Mm -hmm. and where you are now, what does that look like? Well, you actually have to start with a drug addict and alcoholic in prison. And and his name is Chris Capper, and he's proud to tell his testimony because God tapped him on the shoulder and literally 
told him to change his life, you know, and he got out of prison and hooked up with some childhood friends of his. And these are people in their late fifties, uh, you know, not in the, in the early stages of life. Chris was inspired initially to take a loaf of, uh, it's actually a box of 20 loaves of bread. He took it down to a recovery house in Milwaukee and he just started finding out there was food that nobody wanted that absolutely should be given to the poor. Wow. Okay, so that's the the rescue idea, the food rescue idea. We, that we we say one light man, bulb. Yeah, one man and one box of bread, and yeah. this is the original one. And then just one more means what? Just one more uh, box of bread. Just yeah. and then the volunteers started showing up from his church, and a relationship with Saz has started where they could start doing family meals and. It's we everything is measured in pounds in our ministry, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get into some of the numbers. But it, it's uh, gone from a little bit of food to an incredible amount of food. And then, I mean, partnering with Saz's, we're talking about some good food here. It, it's exactly what you picture. I mean, it could be ribs, it could be potatoes, and and all of these good things in their catering operation that are left over. And we all know what is left over at restaurants and caterers, fairs and festivals. And that always has been a nice place we could get mm-hmm. leftover food that would otherwise be thrown away. Wow. You know, we talk about Chris Capper, the founder, and, and his his journey, because I was reading a little bit about him, and I, I read, I wrote down a few things, 39 years of addicted addiction to drugs and alcohol, a cocaine dealer, time behind (laughs) bars, end of two marriages. um, And then you get to the rebirth. It it is one of the most miraculous things that you could ever be a part of and get to to see. And I did not know Chris before he was recovered. In fact, I met him through recovery circles because uh, addiction and recovery, he's got a huge heart for it and so do I. So we crisscross that way. Mm -hmm. But uh, he says the Lord took it away from me. He really does. And he uh, just has been walking with the Lord, and I love spending time with him. He has great faith, and he has inspired many people. Yeah. And you, I was asking you before, how did you get associated with this and, and why? And it kind of him. Mm, yeah. Just his story. Yeah. And he, his commitment. He was deeply involved in a, in a nice program called Celebrate Recovery, which is a Christian 12 step type of recovery program. Mm-hmm. And he'd be a speaker at different groups and Rosen became a leader in that community. And I was attending one of these groups when I met Chris and a fast friendship formed because of our common interests in, in serving and charity. And I loved everything he was doing from the minute I heard about it. And at that time, when you got on board, we're talking just working out of a church basement. Just a church basement, just a one little little commercial kitchen like you see in a church. They barely had any coolers and freezers. Uh, they just get the food in. Everybody hurry up and, and let's make 500 family meals. We'll put them in tin pans. We'll wrap them in foil, and they can go right to hungry families. And that is exactly what was happening. And it was so heartwarming that the feedback loop started that we just kept getting more food, more volunteers, more food, more volunteers, right. and away we go. Yeah. So uh, you got Saz's. How do you get more donors? I mean, it, isn't Amazon on board some kind of way as well? Well, the, over the course of time, many relationships have formed with food uh, vendors, wholesalers, uh, fairs and festivals, and right. places like Feeding America, which is a somewhat of a, a national broker mm-hmm. of donated food. And they have turned Amazon and Target towards us, and we can even get the food right from Amazon. So we get it right to the hungriest people in Milwaukee. 
So these are places where they have this food available and, you know, after a while, they... They Just don't throw have it room out. for it. They, yeah, there. Are, I mean, certainly there are expiration dates on things, and sometimes, like with Amazon, maybe there's something that's just not selling. Let's get it off the shelf and put something on that does, and it's extra. It's left over, and it's pallets and pallets of of food. It's uh, pantry items. It's dairy. It's meat. It's every kind of food that someone needs to live. So we're we like to say we're like a big grocery store, a very big grocery store where we give food to our partners to give out in the city. So they are um, giving you these pallets of food. Then you have to have volunteers to come in, open these pallets and sort this stuff out and, you know, package it the way it should be to get it to the folks that need it. This is really the amazing thing is how do you sort, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds of food per, you know, week and per month. So people come in and they they like, you know, some people enjoy grocery shopping. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll put I'll put the sauces over here and the meat over here and the cheese over here. And, and it, it's called food sorting. It's one of our most important volunteer jobs and dozens of people do it weekly. Wow. Do you also, I know he has a passion for people who are recovering, people who may have had some bad things happen in their lives. Are they coming on board too and being refreshed? And, you know, sometimes at your lowest point, if you can give to others, it kind of brings you up. Yes. Is that happening? Oh, absolutely. I mean, among other things, we have a lot of recovery houses and recovery centers is who gets food from us. And Mm -hmm. then what they'll do is they'll have their clients or their population will come and volunteer. And we've even got one of our our great employees. We have now Charles. He is in a recovery background and all that. We love to hire and give that first rung on the ladder even as a job uh, to work there. Wow. That is wonderful. So it it has a circle. I mean, it's, it's really, it's giving in so many different ways. Okay, let's talk about the numbers. We talked about, you know, the, the loaves of bread that, you know, Chris started out with. And we're talking about all of these donors that are coming on board and you're having to sort this food, but food needs refrigeration yes. and place to put it and because you guys have grown tremendously, right? It is absolutely true. And probably a biggest moment of inflection was in 2013 when we outgrew that little basement in the first (laughs) church. And we found a little basement in a little bigger church. This one was actually on like 19th and Wisconsin called Redeemer Church. Okay. And we got our first ever walk-in cooler and freezer. And these little little guys, now we kind of chuckle, but to us, it was all the world that we had a walk-in cooler and freezer. That cost a little money. We we raised like 10,000, bought a truck. Wow, we have a truck now. Yeah. Let's run all over the city and pick up food from anybody who has it. And we've always been hustlers. And we're talking seven days a week. We're talking 24 hours a day even going to state fair at one in the morning to get cream puffs. And we got over oh, ten, wow. over 10,000 cream puffs we got last year from state fair, but you have to come get them in the middle of the night. That's when they want you to come get them. Oh, wow. So Chris Capper himself does that <laughs> every year. It's amazing. Where are you now? You, because you said you guys, you talk in pounds of yes, food. Yes. Where are you now? This year, we are uh, going to be near 4 million pounds of food. And that is a jaw dropping number because just last year in 20, which was a record year, we were like two and a half 
million. So we're talking yet another year of over 50% growth, and it is flowing through our warehouse in Glendale. And that's where we've been since 2019, and that's a good size yeah. warehouse there. We've got larger walk-in coolers and freezers. We've got a, a big truck and a van now, and everything is just sort of supersized. And uh, we have now 80 plus partners. These are the organizations that pick up the food mm -hmm. and we're moving the food, but everything is uh, just keeps scaling upwards. Well, we talk about the partners. Who are the partners? The partners are a wonderful collection of uh, nonprofits and inner city churches, neighborhood uh, community organizations that are have programs that feed their population. So it's women's children's shelters, it's homeless ministries, um, it is all kinds of programs, youth programs where they have kids in every every day and weekly and summer programs. So these are very hungry people, and it is in what we call the food desert of Milwaukee. There's right. not a lot of great food uh, that you go right in the corner store and buy there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would imagine during the pandemic when everybody was kind of, you know, stuck at home, yeah. the need or the demand might have been greater. Yes. We really ramped up what we call street outreach at that time, which is where we will literally load like 10,000 pounds of food on the, on the back of a box truck and we'll pull up in front of a regular location, right? And we have a great location at the Domes every Friday. We have others on the north, all through the northwest side. And we'll give that out. And regularly, people will come and get food for their family right there. And we were doing it six days a week, never closed a single day during COVID. Uh, it's hunger never stops, as Chris likes to say. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The street ministry. When I had talked to you before, um, that was, there was a sparkle in your voice when mm. you talked about that. So that's kind of near and dear to your heart, I think. It's, it, it's kind of the passion of uh, it, just that direct uh, pulling up and handing food directly to the person who you can see what it means to them. You see the look in their eye and it, it's, it's all young and old. We, we love the, the women, the children, the elderly. We know these as who needs the food the yeah. most and there they are. And uh, it, it's really cool. I think on the website, too, I read some some statistics about seniors and um, them being food insecure. Yes. And the numbers is really high. Yeah, I mean, they're on a fixed income, and they uh, definitely are very tight. They don't go out much. And now, honestly, with the inflation in the grocery store, their jaws have to be on the floor as to, you know, how That's do you true. swing the grocery budget? It's it's not not getting easier for them. And so we definitely have a huge heart for the whole elderly population uh, that, that is hungry. That is so true. So speaking of that, you know, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the, the climate that we're in right now and how it can impact you. Mm -hmm. All right? Sounds good. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I want to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I need to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Why can't I eat, eat, eat apples and bananas? Support the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks to help provide meals to those in need. Join us at feedingamerica.org. Worried about your friend but don't know how to reach out? 
you can say how are you or get a fake tattoo you can ask with an app if it works for you you can chat with them in vr it's all good if you think you should check in yeah you should reach out to a friend about their mental health learn how you can help at seizetheawkward.org and welcome back to the 411 Live. I am here with DJ Rodrian, and we are talking about just one more ministry. It's a food rescue ministry, and um, wow, is it needed. We were talking be- before the break about the situation that we're getting into, you know, inflation and that, and going to the grocery store because I went to the grocery store yesterday. Uh, you know, you just, you go and then you could get to the checkout and you're just, you know, your eyebrow kind of goes up when you see the total. Yes. Because it's different than what it used to be and you're buying the same kind of things. Yeah. So with that said, um, you know, if you only have a sh- shoestring budget for groceries mm-hmm. and you're trying to do that, that puts you in a, a really desperate situation, whereas you would need an organization like this. Oh, and absolutely. And what we think about all the time, honestly, is is the families and the women mm-hmm. and the children. You know, it, it could be a, a single mom or just a big family. I mean, you've got multiple generations living, lots of people living in the city, sometimes in one apartment yeah. in that. And you think how much kids eat, you know, and... and uh, there isn't really enough money, you know, and sometimes the money goes to the wrong purpose, but but really just flat out, there's no extra money in these households to be able to get a nice uh, pot roast or a turkey or a ham or, or some of these. And this is where we really can drop the, the bomb in a good way on these households to be giving them a giant ham or a giant turkey or, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Um it's the, the the positive feedback loop is wonderful. The, the the gratitude combined with the joy of giving, you know, they, everybody's happy, and this is what happens every day, all day at just one more ministry. That's wonderful. You guys have a um, a good problem that is you're expanding tremendously. I mean, you were saying like two two and a half million pounds last year to mm-hmm. four million. You're expecting? No kidding. And, you know, warehousing all of this stuff, needing more volunteers, I would yes. suspect. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And with all of this, you know, so we talk, we're talking about the freezers. You might even need some more. Yeah. I mean, you have expenses. No question. The uh, Technically, because all the food comes at no cost, we are so efficient in terms of how we use our money. We just use it for gas and mortgage and a little bit of staff. There's only like four or five people on the payroll mm-hmm. over there. Uh, and then tons of volunteers and that. But yeah, it's just overhead, plain and simple. And, uh, you know, it takes maybe 30000 40000 a month to really be able to move all that food. But if you do the math, it, it it's very efficient way of feeding hungry people. Uh, But it's always, we do need money and financial donors are important. Sometimes we're so spoiled because, you know, Johnsonville gave us a freezer full of of sausages. That's one kind of generosity, but we really do need the financial generosity as well. Yeah. Yeah. To take care of uh, the electricity, you know, the houses, these buildings. 
We had something neat happen last year, and that is someone decided to do a project to put solar panels on our roof. So oh, really? we actually have like 69 solar panels on our roof as a part of a little capital project. And how cool is that? Because freezers and coolers do use a lot mm-hmm. of, of electricity. So that's pretty cool. That's great. So this kind of rolls right into your role as the uh, financial chairman mm-hmm. of the organization. You've got to come up with ways of getting these donors, ways of fundraising, yeah. events, and different things like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a wild ride, and and, and everything is uh, kind of a just one more attitude, mm-hmm. one day at a time. You know, and that's really honestly, don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own, right? So every time we come up on a fundraising event or goal, we just try to be creative. We just did our strike out hunger first ever bowling event. Tell well, me about that. We got to invite our partners, 16 partners who don't necessarily get to bowl that much. You know, they they all came up. We filled up Blue Mound Bowl and we saw how many pins could we knock down in one hour. And we knocked down eleven thousand pins and there was a lots of high fives and good feelings. The Partners came and bowled for free, and we went and, and got some pin pledges and that type of thing to, uh-huh. to match the. So that that's the sort of creative thing we jump in the lake on January first every year. Oh, you're we, one of those. I'm. I I go <laughs> in. Me, two, three, four other brave souls. One year we had maybe ten of us, and and we just go down there and try to say who wants to feed the hungry. I mean, it it, it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we are just a throw it at the wall and see what sticks kind of a thing. Yeah. And and the good Lord the lights are on and the bills are paid, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, always trying to think of new ideas. I mean, this this is a, it seems like a win-win. I mean, people want people to be fed and they want people to have good food. So is it a pretty easy sale? You know, I've, uh, it's kind of funny. I know some uh Food pantries and things. I I hear how during COVID all the donations really went up a lot. Uh, we we are keeping at a, a fair pace, but I wouldn't say we've gotten on the radar. Maybe it's just an untold story, you mm. know. Which is why I'm so happy to be here uh, to get to talk about the fundraising because. Uh, I can't think of a better way to get food directly to the very hungriest people right here in Milwaukee. Yeah, absolutely. We were also talking earlier about the a potential fundraiser. Can we talk about that? We can. Okay, because uh, I, I think it's a great idea. I'm 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 excited, and and we haven't uh, cracked it open and, and did the big reveal yet on that. But per the if the state of Wisconsin gives us the license, we expect to get. It's called a raffle. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about right. this. You get the little booklets and fill out a ticket and all that. Well, we would like to give away food for a family for a year. And this is a bold concept where if you bought this raffle ticket, you would not be buying it for yourself. But you love the idea that you know a hungry family and you would like to give them food for a family for a year. And it's no joke. I'm talking about that much food. Mm -hmm. And a $5 raffle ticket could end up feeding the whole family for a year. And we're even thinking of maybe two families, maybe three families. Yeah. So so watch for, uh, uh, I'll be blasting that out the minute that we are kind of approved and have all the details worked out. Mm-hmm. Tell me, you kind of touched on it earlier, but what do you get out of all of this personally? I, I uh, am really have always loved trying to, you know, help the least among us, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and you, we all know how blessed we are every day. So out of gratitude, I just love trying to help other people. And it is, it's motivated by my faith, you know, just one more faith-based organization. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm so inspired by all the people there, not just Chris, but but all the people were tirelessly there. It's, it's really being a part of something yeah. and uh, such a pure motive to want to give food to somebody. It's the most basic human need. And the joy is there, the joy in giving, but also the joy in seeing people that are being fed and are happy, you know, so yeah. I, and I love making people happy is what it comes down to. There's so much happiness involved with it. You know, what I like about the organization and what you guys do is you're walking out your faith. Mm-hmm. You're not just talking about it, but you're, you're putting it to action and people are benefiting from it and people are being blessed Yes, by what you do. I, I, I hear about the 4 million pounds of food, the sorting and stuff, and we talked about volunteers. You need more volunteers? Yeah, there is a spot on our website where you can see the volunteer opportunities, and really it's most commonly called sorting food. And, and there's a place you can pick a day and, and say, yeah, I'll, I've, I'll come in and give this a shot. And uh, we also are having volunteers now for food outreach. Now, this would be people who are, you know, pretty uh, bold in their faith to want to go in the back of a truck and hand out food, you know, mm-hmm. right in the middle of the city. But we do it over and over every week, week in and week out. And people are invited to join us in that. Uh, so uh, that's Fridays and uh, going down to the domes. Uh, so, Many different ways to volunteer. Always welcome to call or email and, and maybe you know just say, can I come by for a yeah. visit? We're not open to the public per se, but when someone wants to volunteer, we roll out the red carpet. Very nice. And if someone is listening, and they have food, you know, yes. and they're thinking, this is a way that, you know, I won't be wasting. Mm-hmm. What do they do? How do they get in touch with you? We um, are always looking for food donations. We're a little more in the the larger quantities. So Mm -hmm. if you have like an event or a group or anything that's got like a lot of leftovers, now you're talking. And uh, always welcome to bring it to our warehouse in Glendale, just north of Capitol Drive. Or we will absolutely run and get food. Just yesterday at a a uh, customer of mine that had a pallet of hams that, that that a trucker couldn't deliver. And he's like, you know anyone needs a pallet of hams? Oh, my you know, goodness. So of we, course we do. We yeah. peeled out. We squilled our truck over there so fast. You know, so <laughs> we are we are real. Uh, that's, that's really our reputation is how we hustle to get that extra food, if you know of it. It sounds like you guys don't t- take a break. No, we are literally uh, only closed like on Christmas, and that's like it. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And and Chris himself still goes on on pickups on Sundays. You know, seven. We're talking seven days a week, open continuously through COVID. The the word shutdown never crossed anyone's lips. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a it's a real kind of a nonstop thing for everyone who's involved. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun. Oh, it, it, it really is. You know, I mean, it's uh, people are are uh, working in an element of, of joy and, and everybody kind of likes food over there, too. It's mm-hmm. it's like opening a Christmas present every time one of these pallets comes in. It's like, oh, my gosh, there's a, a hundred bags of shrimp. You know, what's going on with this? You know, here, you know, look at this. Oh, my gosh. You know, a bunch of pot roasts. Look at this. You know, so it's just sort of like a... A lot of kind of little little mini high fives going on, and and because uh, you know it's all going to such a good place. Yeah, and you can just think about the people that you are helping mm-hmm. from the smallest. Oh yeah, to the oldest. This uh, one of our biggest partners called Casa Maria. They have multiple houses for people that have absolutely nowhere to go, and it's all <gasps> women and children. It's all families, and it's all people who have nothing. Mm. You know, nothing. 
And the, the idea that we're feeding them, I mean, and, and they're running around grabbing them furniture and housing and anything else they can get along the way, but we do the food. You know, so if these are the people who need food, that's perfect. They don't have anything. Yeah, that's good. I love it. I love it. DJ, thank you so much for coming and joining us and telling us about Just One More Ministry. This was great. Thanks for having me. It's just a delight to be here. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people don't know about the ministry. Now they do, and they know how they can help and support you as well. Yeah. Can I share our website? Please do. Uh, It is www.jomministry.org. So it's J-O-M-M-I-N-S-I-T-R-Y.org. So love to have you there. And thanks again. All right. Thank you. Again, everybody, this is DJ Rodrian, and he is the uh, financial chairman for Just One More Ministry. Again, I, like I said, jack of all trades, you know, a little bit of everything. everything. Having a great time with a wonderful organization, a food recovery organization that's helping to feed the hungry and taking care of people who are living, who are living in food deserts. So, and that's a, that's a big thing. So thank you again for joining us. And thank you for joining us for another edition of the 411 Live. We are a nonprofit organization. Please head to our website, the411live.org, and help us out in any way that you want, want to. And wow, this has been a wonderful year. And we are so blessed, and we are so blessed to have organizations like Just One More Ministry that's out there helping others. So think about that. And think about what I said at the beginning. Um, If we woke up every day and we said, if I could be a blessing to just one more person, I think that's what I'm going to start doing. Thank you for joining me. I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.